Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When two young sisters vanish from an apartment in the south side of Chicago in the summer of 2001, it launches the largest manhunt in Chicago history. The disappearances of sisters Tianda and Diamond Bradley shakes the community in Chicago to its core. Everyone begins to ask themselves, how can two young girls suddenly vanish from an apartment with no trace left behind? It has been over 20 years later, and the girls have yet to be found. I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library podcast. This is the story of the mysterious disappearances of Tianda and Diamond Bradley. It's the summer of 2001 on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Inside the Lake Grove Apartments complex, a family is waking before sunrise. The mother, Tracy Bradley, is preparing to leave for work. It's 4.30 a.m. on July 6th, and Tracy has to head in for work at Robert Taylor Park, where she helps prepare lunch for kids enrolled at the summer camp. Tracy has to work to support herself and her four daughters as the sole breadwinner for the family. She has four daughters, 12-year-old Rita, 10-year-old Tianda, 9-year-old Victoria, and 3-year-old Diamond. Victoria and Rita had gone to their grandmother's house the night before, so Tianda and Diamond are going to have to spend a few hours in the apartment by themselves while Tracy is working. There are many other family members who live in the area, so the family often takes turns caring for one another's kids whenever needed. Tianda and Diamond usually split their time between their mother's apartment and their grandmother's apartment in the Robert Taylor Homes, a public housing project in the Bronzeville neighborhood. However, today isn't one of those days. Today, Tianda is in charge of caring for young Diamond while her mother works, and Tianda is definitely up for the job. For being just 10 years old, Tianda is this sassy and smart little girl. She is responsible too, sometimes caring for her younger sister Diamond like a second mom. She carries herself like a tiny adult, with a vibrant and charismatic personality. She's the kid who knows phone numbers by heart, placing calls to her great-aunt frequently just to say hey and catch up. Above all else, though, Tianda likes to perform. 
She is always entertaining others with her dance moves, and dancing double dutch and gymnastics are some of her absolute favorite things to do. Meanwhile, Diamond is sort of the opposite of Tianda. She is less outgoing and more quiet. She keeps to herself and is laid back, and Diamond is always wearing a sweet, shy smile. All in all, Tianda and Diamond have a happy childhood and are extremely close with their family. It is reported by some news outlets that before Tracy leaves for work around 4.30 a.m., her on-again, off-again boyfriend named George Washington comes over to her apartment to spend some time with her before she goes off to work. He is there for about an hour and a half before he takes her to work around 6 a.m. at Robert Taylor Park. As always, before leaving, Tracy gives Tianda and Diamond strict instructions not to let anyone inside the apartment. After some time at work, Tracy attempts to contact Tianda and Diamond by phone three times between 8 and 9 a.m., but every time, there is no answer. She isn't immediately concerned because it is still kind of early, so she's thinking maybe the two girls are still sleeping or just waking up and they will call back soon. But before the girls call back, Tracy's shift has ended and she returns to the apartment. Some sources report that Tracy arrives home with her boyfriend George Washington, but other reports say he wasn't with her. Around 11 a.m., Tracy walks through the front door of the apartment, eager to greet Tianda and Diamond. But as she makes her way further into the apartment, she is shocked and confused by the lack of noise. Instead of being greeted by the bursting energy of her two young daughters, she's welcomed with silence. Disturbed by the unordinary silence, Tracy walks towards the living room and finds something interesting on the couch. As she gets closer, she realizes it's a note that has been left behind by someone. Now, I do want to point out that some reports say the note is tacked to the back of the couch, and others say the note is bundled up in a pile of clothing. At first glance, Tracy thinks it is Tianda who has written the note because of the handwriting. The note says that Tianda and Diamond decided to go to the store and to a school playground nearby. But immediately, Tracy feels unsettled by this note because something just isn't right about it. For one, the spelling and grammar seems too advanced and correct for a girl Tianda's age. She's only 10 years old, so there would be some misspellings and grammar mistakes expected, right? But there is also something else that is bothering Tracy about this note. Tianda just isn't the type to write notes. If she wanted to tell her mother her plans, she would just call her. But most importantly, Tianda knows better than to leave the apartment without her mother or a family member. So all of this combined makes Tracy very uneasy. After finding the note, Tracy knocks on neighbors' doors to find out if anyone had seen Tianda and Diamond, but they all say they haven't seen the girls. So Tracy's next move is to place calls to other family members asking if they know where Tianda and Diamond are. But they too have no clue about where the girls went. The sisters are gone, but the Bradley family moves into quick action and conducts their own searches of the local playground at the Doolittle Elementary School, where Tianda is signed up for summer classes. They also searched the local Jewel Osco store, where Tianda and Diamond said they would be in the note. The Bradley family spends upwards of seven hours searching the neighborhood for Tianda and Diamond, but it turns up nothing. At 7 p.m. on July 6th, Tianda and Diamond Bradley are officially reported missing to the Chicago Police Department.
After getting initial statements from Tracy, the massive search for Tianda and Diamond begins. The search for the girls becomes the largest manhunt in Chicago's history. Hundreds of Chicago police, federal law enforcement officers, and civilian volunteers spend days and weeks searching the streets, sewers, abandoned factories, and buildings. Police also search up and down the lakefront, and they conduct dozens of interviews of people close to the Bradley family and interviews of nearly 100 registered sex offenders. They even conduct air, water, and horseback search efforts, but nothing turns up. Canine units are also sent into the forest preserve that is located only two miles from the apartment where Tianda and Diamond were last seen. A few items of clothing are found and sent in for testing, but it's unclear what resulted from these tests and if these items of clothing belong to Tianda and or Diamond. Everyone is showing out to look for these girls. Well, that's not entirely true. There is one person who doesn't show up to look for Tianda and Diamond after the news breaks out about their disappearances. The only person who was not out there helping the Bradley family search is Tracy's boyfriend, George Washington. Rumors are spreading that George is off with another girlfriend while everyone is searching, and this sparks the interest of the police early on. They question, even if the relationship between Tracy and George is toxic, why wouldn't George want to help find the girls? Investigators begin assessing phone records for the phone at the apartment, and the phone records indicate that a few other numbers attempted to call their apartment that morning. And most of these other calls went unanswered. But there are two calls that appear to be hang-up calls. It's not clear what is meant by hang-up calls, whether it means the person calling hangs up before the call is picked up on the other end, or if the person who is being called picks up and hangs up immediately after. Detectives also examine the note left behind, and the FBI determines through handwriting analysis that the note was written by Tianda. However, the Bradley family is positive that the note they found was not written by Tianda, at least not willingly. The family maintains that Tianda must have been forced to write the note because the wording of the note, along with the correct spelling and grammar, just doesn't sound like Tianda and how she would phrase words. The family thinks it is possible that Tianda was told what to write and how to write it by someone who took the sisters. While law enforcement is working the case and conducting searches, the Bradley family tries to find ways to help. Tracy's sister, Faith, offers an idea. Faith was at one point in charge of setting up the family's phone plan and voicemails. So she asks Tracy if she has checked her voicemail machine to see if maybe there's a message from Tianda and Diamond. Tracy says no, she hasn't checked. So Faith takes it upon herself to check the voicemail just in case. And when she does, she discovers a message from Tianda that creates even more confusion. In the message from Tianda, she says something to the effect of, Mom, Mom, this is Tianda, answer the phone. George is at the door. Can I answer the door? He wants to come in and take us to get a birthday cake. The voicemail left by Tianda is very interesting because we know about George Washington, Tracy's on and off again boyfriend, the same man who allegedly did not participate in the search for the girls. But it's not that simple because there is also another George that Tianda could have been referring to in the message. There is a George who lives in the apartment complex. He is familiar with the Bradleys and on occasion he has even babysat for them. So because of this, 
it is possible that Tianda is referring to this other George from their apartment complex. However, this George has a nickname that he goes by, and the Bradley family believes that if Tianda is referring to this George, then she would have used his nickname instead. While there are suspicions mounting against George Washington, the police know they must exhaust all possible avenues of who could be involved in the girls' disappearances. So they turn their attention to Tracy Bradley, Tianda and Diamond's mother. Tracy is questioned heavily by detectives. She is questioned for 22 hours. Tracy takes polygraph tests and passes, but nothing stands out to police, so they shift their focus back to George Washington. After looking into George further, they find out that Tracy and George had recently been arguing over the paternity of Diamond. George had always denied being Diamond's father. However, a paternity test came back three weeks before she disappeared and confirmed that he was, in fact, Diamond's father. And this singular piece of information may not necessarily make George Washington seem suspicious. However, there is more that I think does place suspicion on him. In the days leading up to the girls' disappearances, George had been planning a camping trip for Tracy, Tianda, and Diamond. Tracy was aware of this camping trip and knew it was supposed to happen, but we don't know how involved she was in the planning of it. What makes this so strange, though, is that there doesn't appear to be any indications that he was actually preparing for the camping trip. If someone was planning for a camping trip, you'd expect them to buy food, make reservations at campsites, maybe call off work. But this didn't happen. He didn't buy food, make any reservations at campsites, and he borrowed a small amount of equipment that wouldn't have been enough for the four of them. So some believe that this camping trip was actually meant to be a cover-up, that it was never supposed to actually happen because he had other plans in mind for Tracy, Diamond, and Tianda. The camping trip was scheduled over Tracy's other daughter, Victoria's, eighth birthday, yet she wasn't invited on the camping trip. My first concern with this piece of information is that one would think this camping trip might be a great way to celebrate a child's birthday with the whole family, right? My second concern with this information is that if we go back to that voicemail left by Tianda before she disappeared, we remember that she said George wants to take the girls to get a birthday cake. Now, if Victoria's birthday was coming up, then it would make sense that they might get a birthday cake for Victoria, and that the George Tianda is referring to is Tracy's boyfriend. But this is all just speculation. But I think it is clear that police are also growing suspicious of George Washington at this point in the investigation. Because on July 12th, that is six days after the girls went missing, a newspaper article published that George Washington's house had been searched. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The article about the disappearances states that George was extremely cooperative and consented to the search. Apparently, the police did not have a search warrant and they weren't looking for anything specifically, but George's cooperation allowed detectives to look through his home regardless. According to this article, police didn't find much in the search, a neighbor saw no indication of suspicious behavior near Washington's house on the days prior to or after the girls disappeared. But according to the Black and Missing Foundation report, investigators did find some interesting things in Washington's home. They supposedly find receipts for 42-gallon contractor bags, gardening gloves, and a pair of neoprene gloves, which were purchased a day before the girls went missing. In the search, investigators also find that five of the 42-gallon contractor bags were missing from the package. What's more, the gardening gloves are nowhere to be seen on his property. To add, the Black and Missing Foundation report also states that, allegedly, a neighbor saw Washington burning something in a 55-gallon drum. All of this is obviously super suspicious to the police. But these contradictory reports are what make this case so confusing and makes the investigation so messy. From the public's perspective, it's hard to know what to believe. Nonetheless, I feel it is important to still provide you with as much credible information that is out there so you can make a decision for yourself. George Washington denies that any of the things reported by the Black and Missing Foundation actually happened. But there is one thing we know for certain. There were hairs found on a blanket inside his trunk. This blanket was processed, and it is believed that these hairs belong to Tianda. However, his explanation to police for why those hairs are in the blanket is that shortly before the disappearances, he took Tianda and Diamond to a drive-in movie theater. He explains that in order to get away with not paying for their movie tickets, he supposedly asked the girls to hide in his trunk while he drove in. 
The hairs believed to be Tianda are apparently not conclusive enough to make an arrest and prove that he harmed Tianda and Diamond. The same Black and Missing Foundation article mentioned previously also states that George's phone records were analyzed after the disappearances. These records showed that, starting at 4 a.m. on July 6th, George made 40 calls over the span of 24 hours. However, there was a break in these calls between 7 and 9 a.m., which is approximately the time it is believed Tianda and Diamond went missing. Cell records also show that his phone pinged off the forest preserve area by the apartment complex, the area that was previously searched and where a few articles of clothing were found. George also took a polygraph test, but it came back inconclusive. But I also want to remind you that polygraphs aren't always reliable and they aren't admissible in court. However, George Washington has remained a person of interest in this case, but he has never been named a suspect. Actually, no one has been named a suspect in this case. Despite the extensive questioning of many people over the years, there still has been nothing concrete to point investigators in any solid direction about where the girls could be. With such conflicting information out there about this case, and with little public information about the status of the investigation, it leaves the public speculating. Over the years, people have speculated that maybe Tracy was in some way involved with her daughter's disappearances. This is because two weeks after Tianda and Diamond disappeared, there was a nearby store that captured surveillance footage of two young girls walking by. The girls in the footage matched the description of Tianda and Diamond. Unfortunately, the footage is not available for the public to see. But it was sent in to the FBI, and they were not able to confirm whether the girls in the video were Tianda and Diamond. Nevertheless, the FBI was able to capture still images from the footage, and they brought these images to Tracy's apartment, thinking she may be able to identify them. However, she refused to look at the images and wouldn't even let investigators into the apartment. And this behavior has made some people suspicious of Tracy. But I do want to note that since then, it appears she changed her mind and she did schedule a time to review the video footage with authorities. It's not clear whether or not she thought the girls in the surveillance footage were Tianda and Diamond. I have one more note about Tracy Bradley. There are going to be people who criticize how long it took Tracy to inform police that her children were missing. However, she has stated publicly that at the time she was really scared and she feared that Child Protective Services would take her other children away from her because she left a 10-year-old and a 3-year-old at home on their own. But if you're Black, you also understand that as Black people, we often have a mistrust of police for very good reason, and so sometimes calling the police for help is not our first instinct like it may be for others. Over the years, there have been a few alleged sightings of Tianda and Diamond, but each time someone comes forward claiming to be one of them, the Bradleys are sadly let down. There was one particular possible sighting of the two girls in a Walmart in Indianapolis in 2004, and police received a handful of tips about this sighting. However, it turned out it was not Tianda and Diamond. There was also someone claiming to be a minister who called the tip line and said the girls were dumped in a body of water. Although this was not a reliable tip, the police still followed up on it, just in case something did turn up from it but nothing ever came of it. Most recently, in 2019, a girl came forward and claimed she was Tianda, 
She responded to a Facebook post by Shalia, the girl's great aunt, in which she was asking the girls to come home. And the girl commented back, quote, we're trying. And this obviously really piqued the interest of the family and law enforcement. However, after a thorough investigation, it was revealed this person was lying and was not Tianda. It has been 22 years since the girls went missing. Tianda would be 32 years old, and Diamond would be 25. Despite all these years, the family does not give up hope, though. The girl's great-aunt, Shalia Bradley-Smith, has been the family spokesperson for the past two decades. She created and manages several Facebook accounts, including Missing Diamond and Tianda Bradley and Help Find Tianda and Diamond Bradley. And Sheila and other family members have spent the past 22 years searching for clues, following leads, posting flyers, holding vigils, all with the hope of one day finding the girls. I will leave the links to these Facebook accounts in the show notes if you'd like to support the family and leave kind, encouraging words, or just find out ways you can help them get the word out about Tianda and Diamond. With no answers, the family can't help but feel in limbo. Shalia Bradley-Smith has said, quote, I get so consumed in trying to find the girls that it sometimes still feels like it's 2001 again. It's like no time has passed, and we're right back there on that July day when they disappeared, end quote. While dedicating her time and resources to finding her nieces for the past 20 years, the girl's great-aunt has become an advocate for other missing children and has even helped locate some of them, bringing some amount of closure to their families. At times, Shalia can't help but wonder why she's been able to locate victims for other families, but not her own. But she holds out hope that one day Tianda and Diamond will be found, that that time is coming sooner rather than later. The Chicago Police Department is the lead agency in the case and is being assisted by the FBI. The deputy director of Chicago PD's News Affairs Department released a statement saying the investigation remains open and that investigators continue to follow up on tips when they're received. But sadly, he added that there are no new leads in the case. Authorities have not made it known if there are any suspects at this time. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children have been heavily involved with this case, too. In 2021, on the 20th anniversary of the Bradley sisters' disappearances, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children released new age progression photos of what they might look like today. I've left a link to these age progression photos in the show notes, as always. It's important to remember that we are looking for adults, not children anymore. The family has their own theories about what happened to Tianda and Diamond that summer day. They believe the girls were kidnapped by someone they knew and trusted, and someone who had access to them because the girls knew about stranger danger and to be suspicious of strangers. Tianda Z. Bradley was 10 years old at the time of her disappearance. She weighed 70 pounds with a slim build and has brown eyes and brown hair. When she went missing, she was standing 4 foot 2. She is a black girl with light complexion. When she disappeared, she wore her hair in two long pigtails. She has a burn scar on her left forearm about the size of a quarter. And she was last seen wearing green ponytail holders in her hair and had a scrape on her left calf. Diamond Bradley was three years old at the time of her disappearance. 
She weighed 30 pounds and has brown eyes and black hair. When she went missing, she was standing three feet tall. She is a black girl with medium complexion. At the time of her disappearance, Diamond Bradley wore her hair in braided ponytails. She was last seen wearing purple ponytail holders in her hair. She has a scar on the left side of her scalp and has deep set eyes. Tracy believes her daughters were victims of a crime, and the family has hired a private investigator to aid in their search and is urging anyone with information to come forward. A reward of up to $10,000 is being offered for information regarding the current whereabouts of Tianda and Diamond Bradley. Anyone with information about their case is asked to contact the Chicago Police Department at 312-747-5789 or the FBI, the Illinois branch, at 312-421-6700 or the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST. The episode is not over yet. Since recording and editing this podcast episode, there has been an update in the case. On May 19, 2023, an article was published in the Chicago Sun-Times that reported a woman coming forward claiming to be Diamond Bradley. However, in the 22 years since this case began, there have been several hoaxes and false alarms, one of which I just got done telling you about. Reportedly, Shalia Bradley-Smith, the girls' great-aunt, woke up one May morning to 14 missed calls from her son and several unknown numbers. When she returned her son's calls, he informed her that a woman had reached out to him on Instagram, claiming to be Diamond Bradley, who would now be 25 years old. Not wanting to risk another hoax in getting their hopes up, the family took this information to the police. The woman agreed politely to undergo a DNA test, and she immediately went to the police station and spent two hours there being interviewed. Then, after that, she went to the FBI to give her DNA and to get her fingerprints taken. But the family was told by the FBI that the DNA test results could take up to 14 days to come back. The woman claiming to be Diamond never gave any explanation of why she believed she was Diamond. The woman is from Texas, and attention was first called to this woman on TikTok based on the fact that she had a similar scar on her forehead that Diamond had when she disappeared. When Shalia asked this woman questions about the disappearance, she said she couldn't remember much, which makes sense because she went missing when she was three. But she also said she kind of remembers Tianda being around, and she recalls them being in a car for a while, but when they arrived at the destination where Diamond was set to live, She never saw Tianda ever again. She also told Shalia that she recently escaped from the person who was allegedly holding her against her will. Although the family has been let down before, Tianda and Diamond's great-aunt thinks that this time might be different. There have been about 12 other instances of hoaxes and false alarms, but this time around, the woman who came forward was eager about talking to the FBI and giving DNA to see if she really is Diamond Bradley. And this to the sister's great-aunt, is a positive sign. I guess in the past, others have been confrontational and hesitant to do a DNA test and speak with police, so from that perspective, I can see why Shalia is optimistic about this one. The article about this woman claiming to be Diamond was published in May of this year. However, it has been well over 14 days since the DNA test was taken and there have been no updates, as of July 5th, which is when I'm recording this update. 
No information has been given to the public about whether or not this woman is in fact Diamond Bradley. I hope for the family that this woman is Diamond, because it could bring some sort of resolution and reconciliation, hopefully. And of course, it would mean she's still alive. It still would leave the question of where Tianda is, though. But maybe if this Texas woman really is Diamond, then she could help point detectives in a direction of where to look or who to talk to, should she be able to remember anything. At this time, the FBI will not give comments to the media about the ongoing investigation. If more information comes out, though, I'll be sure to post another update. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lost Crimes Library podcast. If you enjoy the show, please show your support by leaving a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at the Lost Crimes Library pod. Before you go, make sure you hit the follow button because new episodes drop every Wednesday and you won't want to miss it. 